Hello, everyone, and welcome to EHS on Tap. I'm Chris Saplensky. OSHA's lockout-tagout rule aims at protecting workers from hazardous energy in the workplace. Servicing and maintaining equipment is dangerous business, causing up to 50,000 injuries and 120 fatalities, including electrocution, burns, crush injuries, cuts, lacerations, amputations, and fractures each year. Obviously, a strong regulatory system is needed, but does OSHA's standard reflect current technology? What are some of the alternative methods that can be used that offer the same protections as lockout-tagout? Meanwhile, under the new administration, can we expect any changes to OSHA's lockout-tagout rules or their enforcement? On today's EHS on Tap, we discuss these pressing lockout-tagout issues with Dave Galt, BLR's Senior Legal Editor for Safety and Resident Lockout-Tagout Expert. Dave, welcome to EHS on Tap. Thanks, Chris. To start off, let's talk about implications for lockout-tagout under the current administration. Can we expect any changes to the lockout-tagout rule or how it's enforced under the Trump administration? Well, the general consensus in the legal community that tracks the new administration, tracks legislation, um, and other sources that follows these patterns have basically saying, let's look back over the past few administrations that have switched, let's say, from a Democratic to Republican, back to Democratic, Republican, regardless of the administration. Uh, the general pattern is that enforcement and compliance assistance continue. It's just enforcement might increase under one administration, like, for example, as it did under the Obama administration, and then uh, compliance assistance may increase under, let's say, the, Bush, the previous Bush administration. Obviously, we don't know yet with uh, the uh, Trump administration, but just to give you a quick comparison. In 2016, last year, the last year of the full year of the Obama administration, there were just about 32,000 federal inspections of workplaces under OSHA. In 2007, the last year of uh, President George W. Bush, there were 39,000 OSHA inspections quite a few more. So you might think under, for example, under maybe a Republican administration, there might be less enforcement. We found that's not the case. You're right. Those statistics do fly in the face of what many people probably would expect. Um, so OSHA's lockout tagout rule allows some machine or equipment servicing and repair operations to use alternative protection methods that are as effective as lockout tagout. Can you tell us about the alternative methods that are acceptable to OSHA? Yeah, there are, there are new developments and industry best practices that allow some operations where you service or maintain um, a piece of equipment or a machine that during the normal production operations uh, where you can use alternative protection method, methods or safeguarding devices that are just as effective as lockout tagout. The traditional approach to lockout-tagout is to completely shut down all of the machinery. Um, we're finding that in a lot of businesses with advances in technology that shutting down the entire piece of equipment may not be the best option um, and to perform certain types of maintenance operations. Uh, there are cases where 
you might want to use partial lockout procedures. Uh, for example, when equ if equipment you need to monitor temperature or the motion, certain motion or alignment of equipment, you need to keep it running in order to do the servicing on the machine, which may then say you can't just shut down the entire piece of equipment. OSHA does allow that if you there are alter if you do your risk assessment, look at your alternative procedures. Um, you may not have to shut down every piece of equipment and isolate the whole source. There might be partial shutdowns. But OSHA is very clear they have to be very, there are criteria you have to follow uh, in order to do that successfully. So from what I've read, there's a new American National Standards Institute standard that is taking a different approach than that of OSHA's zero risk approach. Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, the traditional approach under lockout-tagout with OSHA's rule is completely shut down the machinery and isolate the energy source before you service or maintain the equipment. But as I mentioned uh, before, that there may be situations, uh, like I said, alignment or temperature has to be sustained where you may, that might not be the best approach if you're going to actually do the servicing. So ANSI, otherwise American National Land Standards Institute, um, has revised their Z2, their number Z244, Z244, in cooperation with American Society of, of Safety Engineers, called the Control of Hazardous Energy Lockout, Tagout, and Alternative Methods. And they address some of these alternative methods that are allowed by OSHA. Um, it, it basically looks at doing risk assessments of your hazardous energy sources. Right now, it's OSHA's zero risk, just shut down the equipment. But as you can see, there are cases where that might not be the best approach. So it tells you how to do risk assessments of your hazardous energy sources. Best practices for implementing your alternative methods, training your employees and supervisors on how to do these risk assessments um, and how to service machines that might be partially shut down. Um, and then a very important piece is to validate that the program is effective because that's something OSHA would want to see is if you're implementing alternative measures, you have to be able to demonstrate and document how those alternative measures are fully protecting employees as if that it was full lockout tagout. And that's the tricky part is being able to convince an OSHA inspector that that's the case. So this new standard will help implement procedures for doing these type of assessments in a way that will keep you in compliance with OSHA's requirements to have alternative methods. Thanks for explaining that. Um, we've also heard that OSHA is looking to revise its current standard, removing the word unexpected from its lockout tagout description. It seems like a small change on its face, but can you explain how this change would affect the workplace? Yeah, OSHA um, at least the, the previous administration, we'll see what happens. This is one of those, we're not sure what will happen under the Trump administration, but OSHA wants to remove the word unexpected from the phrase unexpected energization to clarify that warning a maintenance worker a machine is about to start is not the same thing as requiring the machine to be disconnected from the power source uh, with only the maintenance worker able maintenance worker able to restart the machine. In this proposal, OSHA says they intended the phrase unexpected energization to mean re-energizing or startup that occurs 
before the service employee removes the lockout tag out of the device. They did that more as a clarification to make sure that the, the uh, maintenance worker doesn't make the mistake to be just told that it, we warned that there's going to be startup. Okay. Okay, thanks. Um, so do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners on the topic of lockout tagout, uh, either in terms of just general advice or what the future holds? Uh, yeah, basically it's it's document, 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 and make it make sure that you have clear procedures for doing lockout tagout. That if you're using alternatives, that you document and verify that the procedures are working. And especially if you have like new equipment coming into the workplace, new technologies, keep an eye on um, on your procedures and modify them for every new piece of equipment that come comes in, so that you can stay in compliance. Thanks, Dave, for joining us today to provide us with these very helpful tips. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Until next time, for EHS on Tap, I'm Chris Saplensky.